right, so this week on the home podcast, welcome. Um, and yet again, I'm going to be covering something that the Lord has been uh, showing me and speaking to me in my life. And I realize that this is kind of a, I don't know, tough topic, maybe. I don't know. Um, and it might rub you, rub you the wrong way and make you upset in some way. But no, that's not my intention. Um, and as you've noticed, I've I've been kind of, I don't know, upset. Frankly, I've been upset. Um, and you've probably noticed it on my previous podcast. It's just, I'm, I'm so grieved. And... Uh, disappointed uh, in what the church has become um, and what what America has done to Jesus's bride breaks my heart and I believe with all my heart that the Lord is also um, and I run into people all the time and especially my age I'll even pick on Millennials for a, a little bit here um, but it's but it's all, all people. I'm not going to just narrow it down to one per, one one generation. But it's I run into people all the time that just envision God's a genie, and I just it's just not true. I mean, he is a giver. He is he's a provider and that kind of stuff. But it's not just like oh we rub this this Aladdin. I don't even know what that is. Teapot? <laughs> I don't think it's a teapot. Whatever. We rub this thing and God all of a sudden poofs out and says, Oh, you have three wishes. That's not God. And I almost think that we're shielding a lot of people from the fullness of God and what he actually has in store for us. And um, we're shielding people from what what their actual sin is and, and we're giving them mercy when, I don't know, God maybe isn't. <laughs> and he's trying to teach them something, but we're kind of stifling that. Um, but do you know our God is good? Which is an easy answer. It's yes. I mean, obviously our God is good. He has our best interest. He's not out to get us. But do you also know that our God is a judge? And I don't know. I... Frankly, I've stood before a judge before, and it wasn't because I did anything that bad. I just was speeding, and I didn't want all the points on my ticket or on my record. So I stood in front of the judge, and it was kind of scary because, frankly, I'm guilty. I was guilty of speeding. I just didn't want all the wrath. <laughs> um, and God being a judge, that is that should scare the poop out of you. That should freak you out. And I think the church has lost the fear of the Lord um, in a large sense. You see, it, I think if we feared the Lord, we would constantly be turning more and more towards him. And not just, not just the, not even the, I hate even saying this, not the just the good stuff about God. Which, all of God is good. Don't hear me wrong in this. Um, but he's also a judge and we should also fear that. Um... And I don't think that's happening. Uh, all we're doing is just saying, hey, God, you're awesome, you're good, you're amazing, which are all true, but where is the conviction and the fear and the reverence and the repentance? You know? 
Because last time I checked, uh, the disgust of the American church is increasing in American culture. And you could tell me that uh, the Bible says that, oh, if you, if you, that Jesus says, if you follow me, everybody's going to hate you, which I totally believe in. But I think they're even more disgusted that we're not even following our true God. <laughs> and frankly, guys, we can't discount how much every action, every interaction, every decision is going to affect our eternal future. That's insane. I don't know about you, but I am I should be scared to death. And I think you should be too. So that's a little bit of what this podcast is going to be at. And I, frankly, I was sitting at a church this morning um, and I'm kind of in a weird weird place in my home churchness. I I've just been hopping church to church to church and I listened to a sermon today that the guy was almost trying to convince himself that God was good and that we are perfect. Holy cow. We are not perfect. I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. And that's that's not good at all. And don't hear in this that I'm not saying that God is good, because God is the definition of good, obviously. Um, but that doesn't make us good. That, that is why judgment is coming, and that is why we need to understand holy fear and reverence of this. So this week's uh, sermon is called Sensitivity. Um, because I've been very aware of this, of sensitive of, on a wide spectrum of things in my, entire, in my own life. And things that I need to clean up that the Holy Spirit's convicting of. My sin and Him telling me to move away from it. Um, so let's, let's, let's do this. I'm going to start out with this just because it's, uh, it's easy. And it'll kind of break the ice from all that heavy stuff. Um, so as you know, it's 2017. And we're going to talk about... Um, and you know it's 2017 because um, you don't keep in touch with people... And you're mad at people because they respond to you weird on an email or a text or something. And so you're just, you're done with them. Um, another thing is you, you use your phone to text someone in the other room of your house. Uh, if you leave the house without your phone, uh, you have to turn around at the sake of being late. We think overnight delivery is not fast enough. Uh, I'm even guilty of that. I'd rather just... If I want something, I'd rather just go to the store and maybe even have to pay extra, which is stupid. Um, our kitchen tables are now storage places. Um, I've even caught myself doing this. You wake up in the middle of the night to get water or, or go to the restroom, and then you check uh, Twitter, email, Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> and that's just in the middle of the night. I, I did it the other night at like 3 a.m. I got up because I needed a drink. And then all of a sudden I was on my phone and it's just, it's pathetic. And then I, I just re was reminded of this. The other day I was warming up some food in a microwave and I just was obviously not thinking my head was somewhere else. I'll blame it on that. And I tried to open the microwave with my phone password um, instead of just pushing the button or pulling it. I tried to type in my phone, my four digit phone passcode. And that was only after I used my fingerprint. 
because it wouldn't work. It's pathetic. So this is called sensitivity. This entire message is called sensitivity. And we're going to be uh, going through Ephesians 4, and it's going to be 17 through 24. Um, and I'm going to read that to you. Um, yeah. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as Gentiles do. In the in the uh, no longer walk as Gentiles do in the futility of their minds, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them, due to, due to their own hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves to sens sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the practice of every kind of impurity. Whoops. But, sorry, that is, that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to be put on the new self created after the likeness of God in the true righteousness and holiness first i want to focus on verse 19 in this uh, it reads having lost all sensitivity they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge every kind of impurity with a continually lust for more you see they were sacrificing sensitivity to the holy spirit for sensuality have we seen this today uh, yeah. I mean, even put the church aside, look at the world. All the world wants is high after high and um, confidence boost after confidence boost and however they can just look good. Sacrificing seven sensitivity to the Spirit of God for something else. I mean, in our human nature, we tend to buy into quick pleasures and instant gratification rather than being led and growing in intimacy with the Lord. And, and don't hear in that that I'm saying that the Lord isn't gratifying because he absolutely is and he's the only gratification that I've ever found in my life and I've tried a lot uh, in, my, in my little 23 years of life. I've tried a lot of things to find gratification and I only found in the Lord. But I think we go to these these fast pleasures because it's it's harder to grow in intimacy with the Father. Um, it takes time to build relationship with with the Lord. So let's break that verse nineteen down into two words in this. And one word one word is good, and the other is very bad. And and frankly, is what what is hurting the church at large today. And the majority of per and the majority of people. Man, I'm struggling talking. Um, so first word is sensitivity, which I believe is very good, and I don't think you can argue with that. Um, in your right mind, you can't argue with that. Okay. Second is sensuality, which is not good. In that verse 19, the ESV reads, "They have become callous and have given themselves to sensuality." and greed to practice any impurity. So if you know 
if you have a callus, you know it means lack of sensitivity. I mean, you could even be listening to this podcast, get a little pin needle that you would sew a button on and find a callus and poke it and it wouldn't hurt. Um, and I understand that because I, I paint houses and my hands are covered with calluses because uh, we're one of those brush and roll companies. So I always have uh, a roller in my hand and my skin has essentially adapted and grown calluses to protect me from blistering and essentially peeling off my skin. So I'm laced with calluses on my hands. And same thing, I play guitar, my fingernips, my fingertips <laughs> on my left hand have calluses. Um, and it's funny because I've taught a couple people how to play guitar and uh, they can usually only, only handle 15 minutes at a time because they haven't played and they don't have that callus. Uh, but I've played for eight to 10 years, so I have calluses and it only hurts um, unless I play for like more than two hours. Um, and I think the same happens with our sensitivity to the spirit. We get so calloused um, doing what makes us feel good instantly that we have huge calluses over our hearts, minds, and our ears. And it makes this verse in um, Ephesians 4, 30, um, even, I don't know, even heavier. It says, do not, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. This is speaking of the concept that the Holy Spirit is sensitive to us. So the loss of sensitivity I'm speaking of here is not losing of one's salvation, okay? I'm not going to that extreme. Um, but it is a loss of intimacy between you and the Lord. Um, some of us need nice people to give us mani petties on our hands to clean up our calluses. And I think others of us need a huge electric sander to take off those calluses over our hearts, minds, and ears. Calluses and lack of sensitivity cause a loss of communication to the Lord, a loss of awe, and a loss of fear of the Lord. Romans 8.14 says, Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. We aren't sons and daughters of God just because we worship Him, but because we listen to Him. We aren't sons and daughters of God just because we say Jesus is Savior, but because we call Him Savior and Lord over our lives. We aren't sons and daughters of God just because we're made in His image, but because we grow in relationship with him through sensitivity. So what's taking our attention away? And I mean, what has, what has calloused us from being sensitive to the Holy Spirit? And obviously the first one is the sensual. Um, just kind of tugging on our heartstrings and emotion and almost superficial things that uh, in the end don't really matter. Um, that verse says they, they've given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continually lust for more. And uh, I fell into this bad in high school. Um, I, was, I was looking for the quick high and a quick thrill and went for more and more and more and more until, frankly, it almost killed me. Um, I think all people are tempted and hungry for the sensual. Um, which is a huge bummer, um, a huge bummer, I think. 
Uh, we're always searching for the new thing, the next new thing, the new trend, the new shoes. Uh, for me, the new iPad, the new car, the new girl, the new boy, and it's everywhere. It's, it's shoved into our hearts, our minds, our ears. And, you know, those things are fun. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that they're not fun, uh, but what do they do for you? And, and it's almost this is a tug of war, a tug of, war of lordship. Uh, where we put materials and natural things uh, before God. And that's not good. And that just sucks. And it, it draws us out of that intima- intimacy and calluses, of, uh, calluses us of what the Lord actually has in, intended for us. And this all makes me think of every single time I'm in Target, there's always this le- mad little boy or little girl yelling because they want a toy. And this is us in most cases. We yell and yell until we, we get what we want and we blame God because he apparently put us in this situation. And Second uh, Timothy 2, verse 22. Easy one to remember. 2 Tim 2, 2, 2. <laughs> That's funny. Flee the evil desires of, of youth and pursue, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. You see, we have to guard ourselves from the sensual. Uh, we can't be consumed by it. And even in, even in churches, I'm not even talking about uh, like material things. Even in churches, we can get our ears tickled by the self-help pastor and the quote-unquote professional worship team who knows exactly what to do to make you have a worship experience. The makes me cringe. I believe the enemy brings the sensual into replace intimacy. He brings sensuality because it is easy and something we can buy or something to make us emotional and feel so good. And it's hard because intimacy is frankly difficult because we actually have to work towards it. Um, It's not just usually handed to us and we can't just usually... Oh, all of a sudden it's in my possession. Intimacy is something we have to spend time in. We have to spend time with the Lord to grow in intimacy with Him. Just like you have to spend time with a friend to become better friends, you have to do the same thing with the Lord in increasing your intimacy. And let me put it this way. if uh, And this is might be a reach, but hopefully it resonates with somebody. Um, my meat lovers. Uh, think of it this way. Would you rather go to your go to a, a, a restaurant and get um, and you're really excited about barbecue um, and would you rather have the barbecue dish microwaved or slow cooked in a smoker? I think that's the best way I can even put it because uh, the bar the microwave barbecue uh, yeah it'll maybe fill me and that's fine but. Uh, I don't want to know what's going to happen in a couple hours because I could be very sick. But the slow cooked in the smoker is essentially a taste of heaven. And it's lovely and it's gorgeous. And I wouldn't want anything else for anybody but a slow cooked piece of pulled pork and a sandwich with really good barbecue sauce. All right, I'm hungry. Yeah, I am hungry. So the sensual removes sensitivity and the sensual hardens hearts to what the Lord has in store 
for your entire life, the entire life, uh, not just um, not just like the next 30 minutes of your life, which the sensual does, but when you're sensitive, the Lord has such more in store for your entire life, and that's beautiful. Another thing that the enemy uses to remove our sensitivity in the Lord is the sensational. <laughs> if we allow ourselves to be wowed by something without pointing to God, we lose our sensitivity to him and our adoration. I was at a church the other day, and he said he was thankful to pay his bills every month. And I thought this guy was a nut. I was like, what is this guy talking about? He's, he's trying to convince me to give the church more money or something. And he said, with all sincerity on, on his voice and in his face, he said, I am thankful to pay my bills every month. And he continued and said, that is because the Lord has and always will provide for me. And I am only alive because of him. That is sensational. That our Lord is always looking out for us, always providing for us, and always looking, um, looking down the road at where we're headed and always working stuff together for our good. That is sensational. You ask, what is not sensational? Uh, let me tell you. Um, the fast cars, fancy cars, big houses, all the gadgets. Those just aren't sensational. Because guess what? If you're an Apple fan, you can't keep up. It's my biggest pet peeve about Apple, and I'm a huge Apple guy. But you can't keep out. You can't keep up. It's annoying. I buy the... I buy the 6S, the 6S iPhone, and then the next, I don't know, eight months, the 7 comes out, and I'm like, oh, cool, now I don't even have the new thing. You can't keep up. Same thing with cars. Guess what? The Jeep Rubicon, it's coming out next year. You can't keep up. You're always thinking that you don't have enough. You're always thinking that you need the next thing. You're always thinking that your house isn't big enough, your land isn't big enough, your car isn't fast enough, you don't have the newest car, you don't have the nicest pool table, you don't have, I don't know, the country club status. You're always looking for more. James 1, 13 through 15, um, it says, uh, let no one say he is tempted. I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it fully grows, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. You see, when our desires are aligned with God's desires, only those things are sensational. Only things that essentially God has breathed on, those are sensational. So yeah, you should be excited to pay your mortgage. You should be excited to make your car payment. That's pretty hard, right? Because the Lord has already provided for you. The Lord already has went before you and said, Hey, I've got this plan and I know what you need. That's pretty cool. Psalm 86, 8 through 10. There is no one like you among the gods, O Lord. 
nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. If we allow ourselves to be wowed by something without pointing to God, we lose our sensitivity to him and our adoration to him. That's crazy. That's amazing. The last way the enemy removes our sensitivity or tries to remove our sensitivity is self-centeredness. This is when we think church is only for us and we only think how is the pastor and the band going to entertain me and make me feel good this morning. But what about what you can do for others? Ephesians 3.29 Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful to building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. We have to look out for one another. Church isn't a spectator sport. Um, uh, guess what? Actually, your life isn't a spectator sport. We're not just supposed to be existing we're supposed to be thriving and, and, and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and doing exactly what he says. Can you imagine if everybody did that? <laughs> Man, that would be so awesome. Oh, uh, guess what? There, there, wouldn't be, there wouldn't be anybody not fulfilled. You know, in American culture, we're, always, we're actually getting told that we're not fulfilled. In every single commercial, every single thing that is uh, advertised uh, says you need this because it'll make your life better. And what if we were just content with, with the Lord? We are constantly us focused and constantly focused on ourselves. And guess what? Two things happen. God turns into a genie and we lose sensitive sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Neither one of those are good. Neither one of those are um, uh, right in God's eyes. God wants so much more for us than uh, just to give us three wishes. <laughs> That's... Uh, that's actually an insult to him because he wants to direct your entire life. All we need to do is just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Let's close with this. And it might be kind of a long close, so if you're bored, don't get excited. <laughs> I talked earlier about calluses and, and where do calluses come from. Uh, they come from two places, I'd say. Um, Activity. Obviously, calluses are formed with activity. Uh, if you don't have calluses on your feet, you're probably not walking. Um, if you don't have calluses on your hands, uh, you're probably not like a construction worker or something like that. Um, calluses are from activity. Uh, too much activity and actually even good activity. Um, and the second one of where calluses come from is uh, the wrong shoes. Are we wearing the wrong shoes? 
Are we trying too hard to fit in with a certain group? Are we trying to be accepted by the by the the in crowd, <laughs> the the popular crowd, the or the next trend? Are we wearing the wrong shoes? Because the Bible talks a lot about walking. Walk by faith, not by sight. Which means that he probably cares about what shoes you're wearing. Are you wearing the wrong shoes? Are you trying just to fit in with what the world and what the next trend in Christian American churches are? Ephesians four seventeen through 19 says, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you may no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continually lust for more. Don't try to wear the Gentile shoes. The Lord just calls us to to wear, to be in his family, to be sons and daughters of him. Let me ask you this. Um, have we lost our sensitivity to the Spirit? Have we lost it completely? Before John Wimber started Vineyard, he he was checking out some churches, and uh, he went up to the pastor and said, "When does it happen?" And the pastor looked at him and said, "What? When does what happen?" And Wimber looks back at him and says, "When does the fun stuff happen?" And the the pastor says, well, I, "I just don't know what you're talking about, man." And John Wimber says, when do the miracles and the healings and, and the amazing things and the awes and wonders of what the Holy Spirit's supposed to do on this earth, when do those happen? And the pastor looked at him and said, oh, we believe in it. We just don't do it. Have we lost it completely? What are we doing to Jesus' bride, the church? Are we too far gone? <laughs> Does Do we need this huge uh, callus file or pet egg to get rid of our calluses over our hearts and ears and eyes to see what the Lord's actually doing? To not be afraid of the persecution that is actually should be coming our way? To actually understand what it means to fear the Lord. Because that, man, I've been in a lot of churches lately and I don't think anybody fears the Lord anymore. And I think we need to. No, I actually know we need to. Because if we get carried away, it's. I mean, 
There's going to be a lot of empty rooms in heaven, I think, if we don't turn to fearing the Lord and understanding the weight of what it means that the Father is a judge. And I'm not trying to scare you or spook you out and saying, oh, (laughs) get right or whatever. I don't even know what the saying is. I can't think of it. Let me try to think of it. Uh, Turn or burn. That's it. Turn or burn. I'm not trying to say that. Uh, What I am trying to say is that we need to accept the fullness of the gospel. Because our our gospel consists of a good, amazing God, an incredible Savior who is Jesus, and a Holy Spirit who is convicting the world of the sin that is happening in the church and at wide in in the world. And I know they're still all doing that. And I think... I think the Holy Spirit has actually turned up the volume um, because we have put our earplugs in. We need to go back to listening and building an intimacy with the Father and doing exactly what He says. We need to take care of His bride again and honor Him in doing it. I was at one of the most amazing weddings the other day. Um... And yeah, you guys might think it's silly and and dorky, but these these two were so on fire for the Lord that they uh, didn't even want to kiss before they got married. Yeah, and maybe that's extreme. I I mean I I'm not one to judge. Okay, I am not going to. Um, but the way this this groom, who's now the husband, was looking at his future bride is the same way that Jesus looks at his bride. And there's almost there's almost a heaviness on my heart of I can't even imagine the way Jesus would be looking at his bride right now just seeing how beat up she is and how far off she is because of us. We have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit again because he has the best interest for this entire world. We might think we do, and yeah, I'm sure we all have really, really good outlooks on what the Lord, what the Lord wants to do in the world, but the only trueness that can come <laughs> is from the Lord directly. We can't put our word above the Lord's. That's freaking loony bin kind of stuff. We have to know what the Lord is speaking to us all the time. And he's speaking us to the same as he was um, to Moses. We just have to open our ears. Speaking the same to us as uh, as uh, as the the guys in Acts. We just have to open our ears and do exactly what he says, because really cool things will happen. So be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I guess that's my challenge. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and ask for ears to hear. And we need to stop living these sensual lives of just the next fix and the next the next trend and the next junk. That's not going to do anything for us. Sensitivity equals abundance in the Lord. He'll always take care of us. He'll always provide for us. And sensual is looking for some kind of, is sorry, sensual is always looking 
for some kind of fulfillment in your life. Never fulfilled, but always searching for it. Instead, being sensitive and just listening and being obedient, that is gratifying, that is fullness, that is fulfillment. So, I guess I'll close with this. We have we lost our sensitivity to the Spirit of the Lord.